1: oh nelly look who's back in the saddle or at least their respective home studios that's right you've been enjoying all the six rings and football things daily patriots camp 2023 pod recaps with myself but mostly andy hart and mike Cadlick doing a great job bringing you the fresh perspective and analysis right off the field And into your ears. But every now and again, we got to take it back to the studio, catch up on everything else in the wide world of Patriots. That's why we bring you today's very special mailbag and Pat's Puri loaded edition of Six Rings and Football Things. And don't forget, Six Rings and Football Things is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. You got your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart today. And we're going to start things off with Captain Sunshine and myself. In a mailbag. That's right. We took it to the socials across the wide world of X, which is going to give it to you. We posted. We don't tweet anymore, Andy. Now we've been told we post. I still say tweet, but of course we're supposed to get used to saying we post.
0: Mm, Put it on.
1: Yeah, I kind of don't want to either. I really don't want to. I just, I, I'm used to tweeting. That's what I do, that we tweet.
0: Yeah. You, you're going to tell me it's not a Band-Aid anymore? Like I'm not supposed to call it a Band-Aid? Like you beat it into our skulls for a certain period of time. We become mm-hmm. used to it and now you change it. No, I'm not going to. No. No. no, I still no. say. Yeah, I don't say, oh, make a photocopy.
1: You Xerox it. Thank you very little. Who actually makes photocopies anymore?
0: I don't know. No, uh, terrible example. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Dated I, I as yeah, it's
1: not, you know, you lose your intellectual property at a certain point becomes it becomes part of the common vernacular, you jackass. All right, go back out to the field and give me one of your little lawnmower side podcast. Uh, we put it to Facebook and everywhere else. And these are the questions that are nagging the Pats Nation peoples. Andy, since you have been there, I've been reading your recaps. I've been checking out WEI.com, of course, following all the great beat writers up there on Media Hill, including your pal Mike Giardi, our guy. Angry. I was going to say, the the bedartification of Giardi is on. What an interesting little side note that was. Be like, oh, no, it's Felga Part 2 electric boogaloo. I'm like, he's just not happy with the receivers. And we will get to that in today's
0: Your people giving him a hard time for actually saying what he saw in the practice field. They prefer lies 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 guys.
1: i know like it just if this is we're gonna get to it i've got many feelings on it as well i just thought that the engagement was uh shall we say interesting
0: yeah all I right like a lot of people get we- into uh twitter beefs not me it's fun to watch from afar usually it's me fighting with people and i was like hey this is kind of fun sitting back and watching somebody else do it <laughs> you you in fact actually got your popcorn ready not your chick-fil-a okay. because i heard
1: last week you were deprived of that by the way real quick last week i i know you're still mad about it Uh, I heard about it on the air, Gresh and Foray. Just so everyone knows, every day the Patriots, when you're covering the games, um, I'm traversing between the fans, talking to them in the Media Hill. Andy and many others are entrenched over on Media Hill making their notes for uh, practice and beyond. And then the Patriots are kind enough up in the media relations rooms and the press boxes to serve lunch. If it's actually uh, the Aramark Stadium-sponsored food, you usually get some grilled chicken, steak tips, whatever, and it's quite tasty. Sometimes they'll treat you to like, Papaginos, little Bertucci's, or Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a very special day. I have to say, the fact that the Patriots now need to put out a please only take one sandwich type yeah. of thing, the fact that people were grabbing two and three, tucking them away so that by the time some other media members that are doing live hits, podcasts, and whatever else can't actually get their snack on, can't get just a nice little spicy chicken sandwich, shame on them.
0: Shame. And there's Almost no one in that core, maybe other than Giardi, who's a bit of a twig, that needs multiple Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Let's be honest. I mean, one is enough. Move along. Enjoy the flavor. You've had it. it your day Thank is you very much. like Exactly.
1: Exactly. All right. Here we go. These are the questions uh, from the socials of Pats Nation right now. With our opinions, your camp knowledge, and more, we begin. Scott Duquette, coming to you from the Book of Faith, says, Hey guys, how has the pre-snap offense looked so far in camp? Andy, I've noticed I was only there for but one practice so far. Back tomorrow you've been there every day. Pre-snap action is something that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, has been a point of emphasis thus far. We see Mac actually back in control, not being told to not change the not change the play at the line so they could quote get it on tape because oh gee whiz, they were only sort of learning how to call games last year. Now Bill O'Brien's giving him control lots of motion audibles and so much
0: more. Uh, what have you seen and how do you like it? Uh, I love it. Uh, I've seen a lot of it. I think you're going to be very happy fans, uh, in the preseason and certainly the regular season to see, uh, many different formations, many different personnel groups, many different motions, pre-snap motions, motions at and after the snap, you are going to see, um, An experienced, knowledgeable coordinator who brings modern offense, college offense, pro offense together for whatever this uh, amalgamation Patriots offense. Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien is in the year 2023. Mac has the ability to change things at the line, signal different things. We've talked about it even the spring where he stands when he's not in. He's even like practicing his calls behind Zappy or, or um, Trace McSorley, it's just a total different beast. It's a modern beast, and I think it's what they need to do with their talent is like scheme things up, get motions, get mismatches, do different things because you can't just line up and say, my guy better than your guy. We're going to win. No, some of it is the scheme, and we've talked about this. It should play to max strengths. He wins with his head. For example, the other day, they mm-hmm. were in the Sun. And they had offset to his right. He was in the gun, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. And you could almost see, like, holy crap, light bulb went on for Mac. We got exactly what we want here. He gave a little behind his butt, like I would do when I fart, to wave the stank away. But he was telling Ramondre Stevenson to motion. And boom, they got the matchup they wanted. They got a little block on the inside out of the slot. Mm-hmm. And Ramondre Stevenson caught an easy swing pass for an easy touchdown Right, I think the Patriots at times are going to make it look simple, make it look easy, thanks to Bill O'Brien this year, as opposed to a year ago where they made it look hard.
1: We've been saying ever since they brought him back in January of 2023 that the most important person in Foxborough, let alone in the Patriots, maybe even in all of Boston sports this season, at least the most intriguing, is Bill O'Brien. And the importance has shown already through the first week of Pat's camp. I remember reading the other day, uh, Mike Cadlick said this offense will be unrecognizable versus last year's offense. And Giardi pointed out that the Patriots have been doing a lot more of sideline to sideline work with the passing game. And that was not necessarily a bad thing. Mac Jones being allowed to change into whatever he wants, getting the matchups that he wants and just taking what's given to him as opposed to just, Oh, they told me to throw it downfield or they told me to do this or they told me to do that. This is good. This is, these are all positives thus far and i just like hearing that it looks ready for this professional Ooh, i like professional. that it looks sounding pro- that it's professional looking that it's organized and no and just the idea that people keep saying it's not going to be a mess it's going to be it's going to look so different because it's going to be tidy fine i mean i can't believe that we've lowered our standards or come to have to need to hear that but again we're trying to stay as pats positive as possible we're still in the mostly optimistic season although a few warts have revealed themselves thus far reality will eventually come to pass. Let's stay Pats positive. A question on Twitter from our old pal, Classy Claire. Belated happy birthday to our Mm. favorite British Pats pal. Do you think, and of course it's a tight end question, do you think the Pats will have three tight ends on the roster? And if so, whom? I have a
0: follow-up to your answer, Andy. Uh, I do think they will have three tight ends. We have seen multiple uh, instances of 13 personnel three tight ends on the field with one receiver one running back whatever even out of spread sets not a lot of times you think 13 personnel you're running the ball it's like a jumbo package they've Mm -hmm. done basically a spread set out of 13 personnel Sokol has been sort of the clear and obvious third tight end um, after obviously Hunter Henry might be the best player in camp so far for the offensive side of the ball and then you have Gasicki, who's the number two tight end and probably not living up to the hype at this point in camp, but still mm-hmm. locked into that role. And then I think Sokol uh, is probably the third guy that gets that that job. But yes, I do think they will have three tight ends. Uh, I imagine that
1: Sokol will probably beat out Ferkser or Lumpkin for said third tight end job. I hate Lumpkin, block-
0: by the way. Number 65 Why? confuses me all the time because I, I, in my head, I see 65 end of the line and I'm like, oh, who's that at tackle? Oh, that's not the tackle. That's the tight. Oh, is this a, is this a unbalanced? No, no. That's just the, they shouldn't have tight ends that are 65 bill. Screw you. Yeah. But you know, everyone can now wear all these different numbers and. Yeah, but he can't, if he's going to be a real tight end, he has to have an eligible pass catching number. He's not a tackle. Don't stop screwing my eyeballs. And my brain bill. I have enough trouble as it is. Wow.
1: Triggered already. And we're just nine minutes into the pod. Holy it smokes. Happened. A week that, into camp. That rage right. was brought to you by C4. Yeah. The- <laughs> A uh, ringing endorsement for your pals over there at the Performance Enhancement Institute of C4, who we enjoy very much. They have gotten me home on one and many a late night drive from the studio as well. I, I too, think they will keep three tight ends as well. I think it's Sokol's job to lose at this point. He's got more familiarity than Ferkser or Lumpkin. Lumpkin is just a blocker, not much of a catcher. Uh, I do want to follow up with uh, Hunter Henry looks to have had a solid camp thus far. You said Gesicki's been a little bit of a milk carton guy. And Hunter Henry seems energized, looks yep. fitter than he has ever since yep. he's come. To... What's the story there? What's the deal with Why do Good you think Hunter season,
0: Henry lost weight is lighter, says he feels better and has easily been the most consistent offensive player in the red zone? Because as most people know, if they've been listening to the six rings pods, the first few days of practice were all red zone passing. Um, and Henry was the go to guy, Henry was mm-hmm. Max guy, just like he was two years ago. There was the weird slow start last year, and you know, we, we've told that story enough times. Yeah, yeah no, Hunter happy. Henry seems happy, seems light afoot, like kind of bouncing around out there. Um, mm-hmm. even to the point as they've expanded into more regular offense, middle of the field, some you know, run after the catch stuff that okay, it's not full speed, it's not full contact, but um, no, if I if I were a betting man on FanDuel, I would go find the numbers for mm-hmm. Hunter Henry for the season props, and depending on what they are, I think I'm, I'm a buyer. I'm an upside guy because he looks really good, and he looks like Mac wants to go to him early and often.
1: Love that. Good to hear. All right. Next up, regular listener, Steven Tower on the pod. Hey, Andy, is the fullback position really back for the Pats? Talk about a wheelhouse question in aisle jumbo.
0: So, uh, Jelani Tavai, first day of full pads practice. They finish as they used to always do. They've brought it back. Goal line segment, 11 versus 11. Let's go strap them on. Yeah. Not full contact, because Bill actually warned them before the drill to be like, okay, let's take care of each other, not to kill each other. We've already sent seven guys to the med tent today. Um, Jelani Tavai, if we're being honest, was not great at it. Um, (laughs) they They scored a touchdown on the first play. Kevin Harris banging it in. I thought Tavai was a little um, hesitant. It's funny because on the Gresham Fourier show on WEEI, he said, you know, it's the hammer, the nail, and I just got to be the hammer. If he was mm-hmm. a hammer, you know those little hammers that come in the kids' toy woodworking sets, like with yep. a little light hand? He was one of those types of hammers. He needs to get the five-pound sledge and start bashing people. So I think he'll grow into it, but um, I mean...
1: If it's him, though, those. could they possibly work someone else out at the position? Maybe sure. they just gave him first
0: crack? Sure. And they've done it different ways. We talked about this in the media tent. The old days, they used defensive linemen. Richard Seymour, he got hurt at it. Dan Klecko, he got hurt at it. So maybe they decided that was a bad idea to use defensive linemen in the room.
1: Yeah, then they used linebackers like Landon Roberts in 2019. And Landon Roberts
0: sucked at it initially, too. It's not easy. It's not easy. So people like to, oh, it's just fullback. Just, Just run at that guy and hit him with your head. Yeah. A, easier said than done. B, Sometimes easier said than getting your body to do it when you know throw your head into that dude at fifty miles an hour.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, with hit with three hundred pounds of you versus three hundred pounds of him. No thanks. Yeah. By the way, am I not? If, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Let's see if we can dip into old I Uncle will. Fitzy's memory bag. Uh, yeah, I know you live to do it. I got it. Yeah, uh, you can't you can't quote tweet me right now because you're too busy reporting a podcast with me. Um, Danny Shelton was used at fullback a couple of times. In I believe
0: the- he was big old athletic nose tackle who was freaky athletic for his size. So
1: super athletic.
0: Yeah. We'll see if Jelani Tavai uh, holds on to the role evolves in the role. Cause they don't have a fullback and mm-hmm. a lot of teams don't, you know, this is always one of those things. How many teams have a fullback on the roster? It's a dying position, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. we look back and the Patriots won a super bowl because of James Devlin.
1: And others, but he was integral for sure. And uh, uh, one of the more underrated, unheralded players, as everyone gave all of the flowers to Sony Michelle for the 2018 postseason run. Yeah, that's because James Devlin was on a heater and blasting holes open behind the healthiest, most motivated
0: Trent Brown possible. They uh, also literally told Sony, see that 46 in front of you? Follow it. Tailgate it. Run right up. Follow that ass. ass. Follow
1: that ass. You could have done the job. Joe Tooney was, Joe Tooney was kicking ass. Like that line was tremendous, tremendous line. Ah, let's see. Here we go. At J noodles, 1992. Has there been uh, noodles? Oh, good old noodles. Has there been any improvement in Bourne, Cunningham and Butte thus far in camp?
0: Um, not really. They've been very quiet. Um, Booty, Boutte, Boutte. Booty call has um, anything unremarkable, very unremarkable, had one really nice sideline catch where he was out of bounds, but it was a nice diving catch that I give him credit for. Mm -hmm. Um, Just hasn't done a lot. Go back and listen to the six rings pods. I'll tell a story about how he um, the competitor is questionable in him as he kind of hid to avoid a drill that gave him trouble the day before, which I didn't like Um, Uh. Cunningham obviously is a developmental guy and all these guys have been, obvious line of demarcation second tier with demario douglas working Mm -hmm. with the first unit and the higher end guys um and kendrick Bourne, this is two years in a row where he's had really quiet summers now last year there was all the issues with matt patricia late to a meeting Mm -hmm. fights dog houses all of that and he's been asked about not seeing the ball a lot and he's saying all the right things happy team player got to be ready when your time comes could be first down could be third down could be any down i'm going to be ready and to be fair He smoked Marcus Jones on a play either yesterday or the day before, got behind the defense, deep ball, longest throw of the year for Mac Jones, and he overthrew him. It could have been Ah. one of those, like, wow, exciting, crowd erupts moments, and unfortunately, it was overthrown. I do wonder, and I said Mm -hmm. this to you, I do wonder if in bulking up, he may have lost a quarter of a step or a half a step in his quickness, so we'll see how that plays out.
1: Yeah, we will. And if maybe he tries to slim it down a little bit and gain that extra step required. No receiver position, I would dare say, not a single receiver's position to me is guaranteed on this team right now, save for Juju Smith Schuster. If Devontae Parker or Kendrick Bourne or Taquan Thornton or anyone, I would say Demario, I would say in order of safety right now, it's probably Juju, Demario Douglas, and then it's anyone else's game. To that question, I'll follow up, Andy, with Larry Motter's question. Does Ed Lee have any shot of breaking in as a receiver or returner coming from a small school? Editor's note, I've read that he's actually had a positive impact. Doug Kide, now of the Herald, who's doing an excellent job, Doug said his prediction for the camp crush, who would sadly probably not make the team, was Ed Lee because he catches everything thrown at him. Good energy guy, but for some reason, the diminutive University of Rhode Island product Likely will be that guy where it's like, I love Brian Timms. Damn it. He didn't make the team.
0: Yeah. I think Ed Lee, it would stun me if he made the roster. It will also stun me maybe a lesser stun that if he's not around in this day and age of whatever it is, 16 practice squatters and guys and bodies and Mm you need like he's had a nice camp. He has done more to stand out than Boutte or Cunningham or some of Mm -hmm. those guys. So, and they don't have much depth. We know they're thin at receiver. It's why Douglas is getting sort of elevated in his projections and hype. So Ed Lee, I think, has, a, has had a nice summer, and it would not surprise me if he sticks around in some form or fashion.
1: Yeah, it'd be great if he makes the team. I mean, it's it, it would be one of team. those he's classic feel-good stories. He's, he's not going to make the team. No, he's not, he's making not, the not making the team. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. I'm right. I'm be not going makes, to. Be happy if he makes the practice squad. And then he's the next Trey Nixon. Where it's like, oh, this guy's the story of camp. How come he's not doing anything in the real games? You know who that's
0: hurtful for? The current cool. Trey Nixon, who's still around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Ah, uh, here we go. Tim Courtois, do you have any early predictions? <laughs> that's a uh, courtesy en français. So I understand why the the word caught you off guard. In you say it with uh, more of a harsh English um, style. Tim Courtois.
0: Would, you, would it Tim be Tim
1: Courtois? <laughs> Do you have any early predictions which undrafted free agent will make the team to keep the streak alive? This would be 20 years. If if an udfa makes the team, it would be 20 years of an udfa making the team the initial 53. I think all preseason long we've said our pick would be Malik Cunningham, but thus we have not heard him no. stand out or do anything thus far. Are you off <laughs> a little bit?
0: No. Um I'm trying to See who the uh, undrafted rookies are. You want to uh refresh my memory? Uh who else? Uh, Lumpkin. Uh mm. there's
1: a, a linebacker, uh there's a linebacker out of uh someplace southwest, you know where state. Who's he? What's its what's his face? Johnny, that guy. Mm. Uh yeah, he's actually made some special teams plays.
0: Oh, the Ace, Ace yeah. Highland or whatever, he League. I don't know. They have a boat, buttload of special teamers. So that makes that there's a couple of those guys that are trying to go down the um, um, schooler road with, you know, working with right. Slater all the time and off mm-hmm. to the side. I just don't know how many of those guys you can keep. I mean, they've got enough special
1: teamers. They paid them all enough money to begin with. <clears throat> you need somebody who's actually going to have impact. I mean, uh, Amir speed and Isaiah Bolden were drafted, so they yeah. wouldn't count. It's got, I mean, they also gave Malik Cunningham, the most money they have ever given an undrafted free agent, like almost $200,000 guaranteed. That's some nice, that's some nice change. They're that to Hop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sorry. Side note. Is it becoming painfully more uh, obvious, slightly so, or have we washed our minds of it that they whiffed and that was a mistake to not sign him?
0: I feel like it's becoming painfully obvious that it was a whiff. Didn't cost that much money. He's no. like openly touting how he's practicing and making catches in Tennessee. And we're talking about, as Mike Giardi puts it, the Patriots wide receivers are stink, stank, stunk. Oof. Oof. I, I, I'll, ne- I'll never
1: understand that. Oh, we've got to know. We, we, uh, God. Is Bloom Belichick or is Belichick Bloom these
0: days? Uh, honestly, uh, Bloom the wants crit- to be Belichick, but he can't hold his jock.
1: Bella stink, Bella stank, Bella stunk.
0: There you go, Mike. It's rings. H- How many's Bloom H- got? HT <laughs> H- Mike Giardi. Bloom's boat uh, is called Sinking Fast. Wow.
1: All right. Jeez. Now he's fired up. Gee. And this is you in air conditioning, no less. It's huh. true. All right. At Alex Lacoste, 1222. What player who wasn't expected to make the team will because of a surprisingly great camp?
0: Who's having one of those, hey, that guy's starting to pop. Hey, this guy's well, making a difference. I mean, we have to acknowledge that converted defensive lineman Bill Murray has been working with the starters in Michael Onwenu's slot the entire camp. I mean, at some point, you can say Bill Murray, you can make jokes, oh, the comedian, oh, the this, nobody works harder, off-season winner, whatever. Mm-hmm. The more reps he takes with the ones, don't we have to say, dude's in line for a possible roster spot. doesn't matter how many guys they've drafted over the last two years or if you like, City Sow or Chasen Hines or whatever Mm -hmm. the name may Stuber, Bill Murray's with Bill. See, David Andrews is right here. Bill Mm -hmm. Murray's right here. So the long and how's he look? Does he look
1: the part? I mean, this is a converted defensive lineman from William and Mary. His if I'm not mistaken, his defensive coordinator in college was Vincent Brown, the undertaker.
0: I know I loved Vincent Brown back in the day yeah old 59 Dude had triceps on top of triceps oh was my like, god you know you're only supposed, triceps how many do you have
1: who had more who had who had more oh vincent brown had it was definitely vincent brown it was like slade and brown were just like all muscle, just giant oh, yeah. muscles in oh, jerseys vincent
0: brown he had like if you remember he had like a muscle between his eyes that you're like jesus that no one has a muscle there what the hell is that thing <laughs> had to make room for more traps <laughs> good lord <laughs> Uh, all right, Bill Murray
1: is Andy's pick for the surprise guy. I mean, going into camp, a six-rounder making the team and yeah. a six-rounder having a positive impact, I'll go Pop Douglas because Demario has, thank God, at least one of the six-round receivers or the late-round flyers has, has flashed, popped. popped, and stood out. Exactly. Yeah. And I love, I just, I've missed the quick twitch, get open in a phone booth, you know, get open, you know, can win a fight in a Italian sports car type of, movement that we would see from a slot receiver. They have needed it desperately. They've never given Mac a true that guy. We haven't seen it since 2019 Edelman before basically the entire left side of his body fell apart and he dragged it into 2020 and had one awesome game in Seattle. Damn it, I still wish they won that game. Cam, why did they run power left? Uh anyway, Demario Douglas gets my pick. Jen Stewart wants to know, "Hey guys, how's Christian Gonzalez looking so far at camp? Worth the pick?" I think we all know the answer to that. Tremendous, smooth yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Laid back, like quiet confidence, but it's their confidence bubbling under the surface. Mm-hmm. Everything I've seen through a week of training camp has me more, not less, confident that he was the right pick. He's the right guy. He's a number one corner. The only thing I keep doing is trying to uh minimize the sauce gardener comparisons and expectations. Like let that's him not be his fair. own man. Let him be and, his own and man. And he was the 17th pick in the draft draft. Sauce Gardner went. Four, five, four, four. Okay. So, so that should be the fair compare, middle of the first round compared to top five pick. So, if there's a diff, excuse me, a difference or a slower curve or development, but I am all in that the number one corner of the New England Patriots for now and for the mm-hmm. future is Christian Gonzalez. And oh, for sure, side note mm-hmm. discussion I heard among my son's friends. <laughs>
1: Well, Apparently yeah. they
0: think he is like the best looking Patriot. a stud.
1: He's a handsome dude. No, no, yeah. no doubt. He's a very handsome. He's a very handsome man. I will say that thus far, the raves for a cornerback play. And again, we haven't even had our first pretend season football game. We haven't even gotten to the hard seltzer of fake football. But I will say that the reviews for Gonzalez and Pittsburgh's uh, Joey Porter Jr. have been excellent. Devin Witherspoon, have you heard anything about him from him? He went fifth overall to the Seahawks.
0: But he was late. Uh, He was late arrival to camp, signed his contract late.
1: And late covering
0: uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who, by the way, has been cooking. But that could be a case where he could be the best corner in football and still not cover his own teammate. They're trying to replicate the Mm -hmm. the Jets doing the Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Wilson. And that may work. That's pretty
1: that's pretty awesome for them, by the way. That's why I think the Seahawks are not going to be one of those made the playoffs one year and surprised the next year they suck teams. I think the Seahawks, Seahawks will be a sneaky wildcard competitor in the NFC this year. I mean it's all it's about just, Gino. Does Gino write back? Does Gino does extol the words right out of my mouth? Does Gino write back this season? Uh Smith and Jigba, by the way, for what
0: it's worth, looks awesome. Yeah, I Absolutely. think I might have been wrong on him. I didn't I didn't yeah. love him as much as everybody else. And I'm like, oh yeah. Dude.
1: When all these other receivers in the NFL, like Olave and Wilson, who are ballers and put up thousand yard plus rookie seasons, say, oh, he's way better than both of us. He's he's the best receiver in that room. Yeah, yeah
0: except they also now are saying that Harrison is, is better. better than all of them. <laughs> all right. That we need all to they start- put in the water at Ohio State. And can we get some at Gillette? No
1: kidding. Uh, at Moneybag 69691, Andy Hart fan, classic Fitzy troll. We love it. Which has a better chance of happening, Tyquan Thornton with a Hall of Fame career, or Mac Jones winning the 2025 XFL MVP award? See,
0: this is the way he set it up, and I love the way he set it up. It's mm-hmm. Mac winning the XFL MVP yeah, because there's Thornton. zero chance Tyquan ta- <laughs> Thornton. I'm telling you right now, this
1: is now. I got into a whole hullabaloo rhubarb just by seeing that footage of so George Pickens makes a highlight catch in camp against Joey Porter Jr. Porter,
0: next stop, Porter. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) And, you know, I already said I like Pickens in college. I know he's coming off the ACL. I like his size, his toughness, his compete. They obviously wanted to go with the speed. They took someone who was slight of frame. Thornton has had a hard time, A, staying healthy, and B, making impact plays. We haven't heard much from him in camp thus far. And so just by saying Pickens sort of looked to be the part of the kind of receiver that they really needed, Some are some, some in Pat's nation are trying to say, Oh, you know, he's just a slightly taller Nikhil Harry. Like I never saw Nikhil Harry making the kinds of plays last year or in this camp. Now don't comfort yourself with comps to failures like that. Sometimes you get it right. And unfortunately the Patriots seem to have gotten more wide receiver draft picks wrong than right over the course of bill Belichick's time. Taequann Thornton. It would not surprise me. I would be just as surprised if he has a huge first week one as I would, I'd actually be more surprised if he has an impactful first half of the season than if he ends up starting on the shelf, starting slow, or just not being mentioned more than just like, hey, what the hell happened to Thornton?
0: Yeah, I think uh, the comparison, the, the the arrival and bust nature of Nikhil Harry is helping people pause their bust calls on Tyquan Thornton because uh-huh. I thought Tyquan Thornton was pretty competitive last summer. Since yep. then, he's been an utter disappointment. But... He is in the final puzzle on Wheel of Fortune, and he's looking at the board, and it says, B-U blank T, and he's like, huh, what could this be? B-U blank, oh, bust, oh, sad face. He's going Uh, down that road, I'm sorry. And his legs, we all fixated on his damn wrists because of the I heard
1: you mention on the Six Rings Daily that
0: he's, like, even his legs look, like, twiggly toothpicks and he he did himself a disservice by standing next to Juju Smith-Schuster has yeah. pretty nice quads like pretty thick developed NFL yeah. professional football boy, player yeah. legs yeah. and it was alarming to see up close in that setting what his legs look like and i'm sorry that's the that's the foundation upon which everything is and i know he's the other thing is the next time at least i saw Kendrick Bourne blow by somebody Mac overthrew him but he blew by somebody he was deep i ain't seen Tyquan Thornton do that like he, spo- he and Pierre Strong are supposed to be the fastest guys they drafted. Oh, you need mm-hmm. speed. You draft fast mm-hmm. players. I don't see it playing out on a football field yet.
1: No, I know. And you've been all over the Kevin Harris hype train, who's become your new love James that. Robinson. You love that guy as well. Looks like he's been getting some meaningful carries uh, as Ramondre Stevenson has done some side field work. I think it's likely not just training, but load management. Uh, by the way, this as we record the podcast today, our pal Mike dot WEI.com Patriots beat writer, Taquan Thornton is no longer at Patriots practice. Made his way to the conditioning field with Trent Brown, Matthew Judon, and Ramondre Stevenson.
0: Not great, Bob.
1: Infuriating. Not, not great. Oh, and this morning I read uh, Cynthia Freeland, who does a nice job over at NFL.com with her prognostications, analytics, and more. She crunched the numbers. She computed five wide receivers ready to make the year two jump. Andy, you want to hear him? Sure. Here we go. This will be our last bit coming out of the mailbag before we get to Pat's Perry, John Mechie of the Houston Texans. Uh, Of course he was out last season. Uh, Good for him Uh, coming back from leukemia thoughts and prayers with him that he stays healthy for a good career. Drake London with the Atlanta Falcons, Christian Watson in green Bay. We saw him flash at times last year. Andy, we've also got Jahan Dotson. Giardi's boy in Washington, who also made some plays in the six point house last season and ready. That's right. George Pickens.
0: Oh, no George mention Pickens of I'm buying because George Pickens is in a battle with the world. He thinks he's the best receiver yes. in the world. He's yep. celebrate. He should celebrate the catch he made in practice against Porter, but like throwing the ball at him and then like all his teammates jumping on him. I mean, it is practice like settle yeah. down. Settle bro. down. Yeah. take it the- <laughs> Settle down Beavis. His, his attitude is like, He's got something to prove. He's got some dog in him right now. I lo- uh, we- Where's the dog at this camp? Where is the dog at camp? Trent Brown. Oh, like- you meant good dog, not bad dog. Oh geez.
1: Come on. What's Ugh. going on? No, Sorry. not you. Just in general. Where is that? Does anyone Dogs have any dog
0: there? in them at this campaign? Honestly, does Mario anyone Douglas, have dog? Kevin Harris, dog. Much of the defense, dog. Ma- they- Marte and- Mapu, dog. We'll see, but yes, has some dog oh, to they, him.
1: Free safety, slot, linebacker, like he's lining up. at This guy, you call him like the ultimate rookie tryhard. I love it. They need more of that. We'll see if it works. We will see indeed. That is your Patriots mailbag after the first week of camp 2023. Thank you guys for the questions. And of course, thank you to our Wait, friends. You
0: skipped one. What? Um... What's more likely to happen? I'm I'm, um, I'm kind of going from memory here. Fitzy's dated reference will be funny, or Bill Belichick will draft and develop a wide receiver?
1: Once again, we thank our friends at FanDuel for <laughs> sponsoring the podcast and, of course, enabling Andy to feed his family with his atrocious takes and terrible attitude. Once again, it is FanDuel. Six rings and football things presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook available in the Android, the App Store, and, of course, FanDuelSportsbook.com. All right, thanks for listening to the mailbag portion of Six Rings and Football Things, and now it's time to move on with everyone's favorite segment. That's right, it's time for Pat's Paris, where the news, notes, and nuggets of Pat's Nation and the wide world of football come into focus with questions and answers from your old pals, Fitzy and Hart here. Of course, Six Rings and Football Things is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Uh, Andy, Jalen Hurd, wide receiver from San Francisco, also from Baylor. Boy, something about these slender, underperforming Baylor wide receivers. The Patriots were rumored at one point to be in on Denzel Mims from the New York Jetropolitans. He's done a whole lot of nothing over the first couple years of his career. Jalen Hurd has been placed on the retirement list. Uh, Most people will probably say he's yet another player that can't handle the rigors of Pat's camp. He has been replaced by... You guessed it, wide receiver, thyric Pitts.
0: Oh, so the Patriots wide receivers are literally the Pitts.
1: <laughs> and they and and you and you have the stones to bust my balls. I do. Um, um
0: believable. Yeah. Have
1: you ever heard of this guy before? Uh I mean um, this is just no. They even gave him number 13. That's what Jack Jones <laughs> wears.
0: Yeah, no. They um he I I mean you're available this time of year when there's 90 times 32 players in the NFL. Like you're you're just a warm body that's available. Oh Be a great story. Be a great story. And I University
1: believe- of Delaware product. Even okay, how good is this guy? How, how good, good is, is he? Ah, he? uh, he's so good that even the Chicago Bears didn't need him. So oh, wow.
0: You know, the only thing that I saw is uh, <laughs> our friends Kevin Stone over at the New England Football Journal. He had a big game against, I believe, URI. Recently, in his college career, oh, Delaware Ed URI. Lee's URI. Wow. So Ed Lee and uh, Pitts. You know, you're usually you build a good receiving core when you go whatever conference that is and take two guys from the URI Delaware matchup. No offense booty. to those schools, ladies and gentlemen. It,
1: that you'll be seeing a whole lot of booty pits.
0: I mean, it's fine, against the Houston least, Texans. Some some teams might say, "Hey, let's get a Ohio State receiver and an Alabama receiver." Others might mm-hmm. be like, "No, Clemson, USC, Patriots go." Delaware URI. Honest to God, with a with a side
1: of Baylor. Who was the last Baylor receiver who tr- whose skills translated from the college level to the pros? Like, cause they ball out at Baylor, yeah, and then they get to the pros and they just flame out.
0: The the mediocre Terrence Williams, the guy that went to the Cowboys. I loved him. I thought he was going to be an effing stud. He was not an effing stud, but he had a couple mediocre productive seasons. Was it Terrence Williams, Terrence Mitchell, something? Terrence Williams? That's not. Not that's coming not, up on the Google machine? No,
1: nah, it's not great. I got to be. A, <laughs> list of, uh, yeah, it's not. I'm looking. not nah, it's not great. Terrence, I don't know. I'm looking right now. Just I'm Google machining it right now. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of. It's
0: not Ohio State.
1: Nope. Uh, no, nope. I'm looking at all the wide receivers. Man. Corey Coleman, flame out. Tevin Reese, huh? Uh, okay. yeah, you've got, uh, let's see. Yeah. You got Taekwon Thornton, you got mm. Denzel Mims, Jalen Hurd, mm. Kendall, yeah I mean, David Geddes. I don't, they're literally, I, now I'm back in the 1990s. Melvin a what, Lee what about Miles. The, there has not been a successful Baylor wide receiver hey, in the, the NFL over 30 years. What about the guy who went to the Cowboys? He went to the Cowboys. Who's Cowboys Baylor wide receiver?
0: Google it. Find it. Come on. You find, you Google it.
1: But I don't know why, why do the Patriots feel the need to try to prove a point? Like we'll be the ones who make a Baylor wide receiver work in the NFL. Like so far, not so much. Yeah, I know. And don't, don't go draft them from where they come and they have productive careers like Penn state, uh, USC, the Ohio state wide receiver factory, Alabama. No, let's get them from Delaware URI and Baylor, uh, USA today put their win totals out for the 2023 season. Andy, can you guess what record they gave your new England Patriots? Uh, eight and nine. Nope. Uh, the win total on the season for the new England Patriots, according to Las Vegas, like FanDuel, if you want to bet the Patriots there, it's a fine place to go and bet the win total over and under. They have it set at seven and a half. If you were to bet the under USA today, sports says you would be a wise man. They have them finishing last in the AFC East seven and 10. So if that were to come to fruition, Andy, would that be a productive seven and 10? a sad set like the kind of seven and ten where it's like they're in every game they look like a much better team it's just there's better better teams in the afc and afc east or are we talking about uh bill belichick in trouble and turmoil in foxborough come january
0: no i think we've talked about this the c word i think they're going to be competitive i think you're going to see um a lot of games where bill says you know we made some plays unfortunately in the end we just couldn't make enough I, I thought our guys fought tough tonight. I thought they tr- they competed. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the X, the Jets, the Bills, the mm-hmm. Chiefs just made more plays than us. Going. Yep. I, yep. I think when we're doing the Six Rings post-game show on, on WEI, I think we're going to be doing a lot of Belichick press conferences that are mm-hmm. similar in that we just weren't good enough. We oh, couldn't gosh. make that oh, yeah. couple plays. and a
1: coach better. You know, they made a couple it's more plays. It's unfortunate, but
0: your people, you people, mm-hmm. All right. are, um I don't know if you've seen a, a, the the most bet over is the Patriots are the second most bet over, both in terms of bets and money and handle and everything. So at seven and a half, right? Patriot Nation is a believer in the over, and I don't fault them on that. You nope. can sell me on eight wins or nine wins for mm-hmm. this team. I, I think that's very plausible. Just like and- we talked
1: about taking the over on Mac Jones, receiving uh, passing
0: yards oh, at 3,300. The- 19
1: and a half touchdowns.
0: touchdowns. These are all things I'm putting your mortgage, my mortgage, your second home's mortgage, anybody's mortgage that wants on it. The boat, I'll put the kids' college funds. You got I a, five, you got a couple
1: 529s in there for the kids? Not, not much in there? The boat.
0: Yeah, not much in the 529. <laughs> <laughs> we got a boat. You got to make choices in life. You got to let, let me keep something.
1: Yeah, let me keep my boat, people. Uh, now, Sports Illustrated, however, and a little thing I wrote up for da, dot .com just because I thought it would get engagement. Spoiler alert, it did. Sports Illustrated, Connor Orr, said... That the Patriots were one of twelve teams to be legitimate
0: Super Bowl contenders. Andy Hart, in or out, buy or sell. <laughs> That's so stupid. All it's, oh, it's right, moving on about. Like I wondered if it was even a real thing or like a fan wrote it or I like I don't know how you I don't know how you sell me on the New England Patriots who already have significant questions at tackle, significant mm-hmm. questions at receiver, are transitioning their you know offense and don't have playmakers like I. You're yeah. telling me that that's a legitimate Super Bowl team. Even Fitzy, who is as rosy patriot-colored sunglasses as anybody, you know this is not a Super Bowl. Oh contender, no, Mike
1: Cadlick right? has took taken over for me. I mean, I have told I have told you one and many times when people get surprised that I get critical of draft picks or that I wonder which direction the franchise is headed and have questions about player selection, player development, coaching decisions, etc because we didn't have to live in reality for 20 years and now we are getting used to reality the reality of which is it's really difficult to win let alone make the playoffs in the nfl and we likely will not be seeing the double dynastic success that belichick and company uh appreciated likely. anytime soon okay i was just being trying to be friendly by the way remove likely i have right listen knock it off guy uh by the way just for fun andrew callahan tweeted out as we pod this morning from Patriots practice on Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. For the second straight day, your starting offensive line, left tackle Riley Reef, left guard Antonio Moffey, center David Andrews, right guard Bill Murray, right tackle Connor McDermott. My God, the Philadelphia Eagles must be looking at this, just saying, can it be September 10th already? Is it September 10th at 425 p.m. yet? Holy smokes. How is this not the
0: biggest area of concern for everybody? in pats nation the only thing i will say is trent brown exists and he's being managed like he's a load or load managed or whatever mm-hmm. the hell that is uh mike on yeah, is going to be back cole mm-hmm. strange looked like he avoided major injury so you got three guys that will make you feel a lot better about the line theoretically will be arriving between now and that that philadelphia game as bill would say it looks like looks here we don't play a game until september so okay. although right Thanks. now yes uh, I believe your boy, Mike Cadlick, who is taking mm-hmm. over the pom-poms on now, the now, so now
1: he's my now he's yeah my boy.
0: Uh, he called the offensive line atrocious and I believe it was three varies before bad very very, yeah. very bad.
1: It's unacceptable. I, oh, I, again oh you're calling
0: for a firing of Bill Belichick.
1: No, uh, no, I'm actually. I, I would be calling for a reprimanding of Matt Gro. This is the first time I've staunchly disagreed oh, with Matt Grew. Gro.
0: Now we blame Gro. I see how he's, it is. isn't
1: he. Didn't he come out and tell us that he's the one who gets to spend the money, that he gets to write the checks, he gets to pick the people?
0: He did. He may regret that as much as Heim Bloom saying that this team is an underdog for the Boston Red Sox.
1: It used to just be that we were having a hobo rumble at right tackle. The entire line may be a bum fight.
0: Yeah, and uh, yesterday we. Uh, with all due
1: respect to David Andrews.
0: Yeah, and that's the one. When Because in practice, when I'm doing notes in practice, I usually just write jersey numbers. So I wrote down the starting offensive line oh. for Mac, and then uh-huh. I had to go to the roster and figure out who the hell all the numbers were around David Andrews. I knew David Andrews. He was the only one I knew. Yeah, and it's I Bear and. It's Bear
1: and the Hobo Rumble. That's the new also, name of their country band.
0: Also just found out that there's, I, I think I've been calling him Antonio. Uh, it's Antonio. Yeah, where'd the end go? It hasn't been there the whole time. Yes, yes. Well, I didn't learn him enough.
1: Ah. Uh, all right, let's get out of Pats Nation cuz now we're starting to wade into Can I throw a Perry on
0: there? The ultimate Pats Perry that doesn't really have anything to do with the Patriots?
1: Uh, you want to wait till the end or you want to do it now?
0: I want to do it right now. God. Dan Campbell is my new hero with his proposal that the what? Lions should have a real yes. lion on the sidelines. Yes. Just hey, if Texas can do it and mm-hmm. Georgia can do it and Colorado can do it and LSU can do it, and all these college teams can yep. have real live mascots. Why can't I see a damn lion at Fort Field?
1: Because most of those animals don't feed on flesh, or at I, least put we, it may in a not cage. go wild. Like we could have a major incident where a lion eats somebody. And listen, if anyone, you're Darren Campbell. Yeah, I don't care if you have three ass cheeks, three butt cheeks, and four knees, I'll beat your ass. Like I love the man. I told you last year, he made hard knocks, must watch TV for me. And yes, I know I'm a football content Hardo, but I love the guy. I love everything about him doing up downs with his players, the way he ended last year's hard knocks where he took 45 seconds to answer the question, what will be the story of the 2022 Detroit Lions? And he paused a long time and said, the 2022 Detroit Lions will be a team that can and does. And I I just, I, I was like, I'm ready to run through a brick wall for that guy. And they did. They finished nine and eight. They're on the upward tick. They're a sexy, trendy playoff pick this season
0: good for him why not give him a lion I love it and you know what I would do not only in true NFL style I would mic up the lion and then I would pump that at like level 20 into the visitors locker room at Ford Field so all they heard was like a heavy breathing roaring lion waiting to eat them and I would have it in a cage right out there see if they have the balls to come out the door of their locker room with a lion staring down their
1: and Fuck then it. the Chicago Bears bring bring a, a brown bear to the other sideline, and then oh, I'm sh- all
0: for it. I'm all for it. Now it, it sucks for the Patriots because well, it also stu- I mean, yeah,
1: you ha- okay, you'll have a stampeding bill in Buffalo. That's kind of awesome. awesome. You'll have a
0: dolphin in a tank. Now Pete is pissed off at Miami.
1: What are you gonna have for the
0: Jets? You would just have a freaking jet engine in the end zone, just a like turbine that just blows. <laughs> Yes, it would be awesome. Patriots would actually have one. Of
1: well, the more- we have the end zone militia, so they're actually already kind of represented. All right, that was a fun diatribe. Andy, mm-hmm. your thoughts? Speaking of Jets, uh, since we haven't had a chance to pod over the past week, it's been all uh, Pat's camp recaps on the Six Rings feed. Your thoughts on everything? Aaron Rodgers, the Jets—they'll be on Hard Knocks Hall of Fame game tomorrow night, Thursday, August third, against the Browns. They said they're going to treat it for real. Aaron Rodgers versus Sean Payton, which uh, mm-hmm. the theater of that is fantastic. His defense. Of Nathaniel Hackett. Uh Just let's uh, catch catch the base up
0: on all things Rodgers and the Jets. So, uh, I mean, I think it's well packaged, packaged, and manufactured, mm-hmm. which you put together as factured. um He's become likable. If you're a Jets fan or even if you're looking mm-hmm. on from afar, the comment, keep my coach's ma- uh, name, out, name your out your mouth, mouth. Mm-hmm. likable. Pay cut, likable. I just want us to have the money at the trade deadline if somebody's available to, like... I don't know if well, I he's it. pulling
1: a Brady for the Jets fans.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I believe it, if he's really changed his ways and all that, but he is more likable right now than he's been in a long, long time. And if you're a Jets fan, you have to be excited. You have to be, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if you're going to get to where you hope to get to in Brady fashion, super bowls, like mm-hmm. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Rodgers is kind of likable and is kind of doing and saying all the right things right now.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you what, watching the footage, which we will see again, the August 8th premiere of Hard Knocks, New York, Jetropolitan edition, watching Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson go against each other in camp. Sorry. I know Pat's fans don't want to hear this. That's
0: fun. That is Mm -hmm. really fun. Well, Pat's fans might want to hear it in a year or two. Maybe it's going to be Christian Gonzalez and Demario Douglas. There you go. There you go.
1: (laughs) For anyone not watching on YouTube, Andy just made the, I accidentally farted in public face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to come up with their young, exciting receiver. Well, and may,
1: maybe it'll be Marcus Jones again. Marcus Jones against uh, Demario Douglas, like slot, slot Jones versus,
0: stinks in the corner. He just chases people all the time, so that's why I was going with somebody who could actually cover.
1: Give him time. Maybe we need to put you. Know, honestly, maybe we need to put him back on offense. Leave John
0: like yes. Jack Jones
1: on the outside. That's John Jones good. in the slot.
0: Yes, you put freaking Demario Douglas and Marcus Jones over there. People will have trouble huh. covering those guys. I guarantee it mm-hmm that's the
1: there's the flash we need on offense for the 2023 pets sorry taekwon Thornton, uh we need you to uh just step aside marcus jones has entered the chat and i will i for one will be watching the august 8th premiere of hard knocks new york jets uh with bated breath and open eyes lastly uh how about the uh ioma who was a was a uh could face jail time for betting on the Broncos and Iowa state. Listen again, Tom Brady is the one who appeared in the video, the NFL produced and sent out to all 32 teams saying it's fine to gamble, but do not risk your football future and the future of your life and livelihood of your families and more betting on your teams and placing bets inside the stadium. Those are the only two rules, you know, at the end of every ad for our friends at FanDuel and more, we appreciate their sponsorship of this program. And everything at WEI and Odyssey. They say, please gamble responsibly. This is just going to keep popping up with these guys who think they're the one that can get away with it. And it's going to be a mess. And you're, I mean, eventually, the commissioner's exemption list gambling edition 2023 is going to be bigger than the commissioner's exempt list for people that create, uh, that are guilty of other crimes and transgressions, Andy.
0: Yeah, just throw this on the pile, as Rich Keefe likes to say when he's putting together a show sheet for his night show. Throw this on the pile of just idiotic things. You're in a certain I'll use Jim Irsay's world, the word that he used that got people mad. But it's a privilege to play professional sports. It's a privilege yes. to be part of that world. And it's a short time. You want to gamble. You want to drink. You want to flash guns like John ja Morant, Right. You want to drive. Well, don't drive fast ever. But some of these things right. when your career is over, you'll have plenty of time to sit by your fire pit, get drunk, gamble on any team you want, mm-hmm. whatever the things we do as outsiders, we're not privileged to be in the world of the NFL as lazy
1: suburban dads in their forties.
0: You will be that as an NFL player by 32, 35, whatever. And then you got 30 years to just live that life, be one of the guys that get, but for now, how about you prioritize who you are and what you are? And it's not that hard. It's Mm -hmm. not that hard. And I know there are sicknesses, there are addictions, Mm -hmm. but if you never start it, it's not an addiction. So I, I would just say simply this, if you're a High school, college, NFL football player, like you're on that track. Mm-hmm. Don't drink. Don't start drinking. You can drink later. Don't start gambling. You can gamble later. Like, I, I don't, I kind of don't get it. Like, if if you have any concern that you can't handle it responsibly, maybe you have family members that have addiction, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. nah, but you know what? I'm gonna try. I'm not like Uncle Joe. I can control it. I'll no, show don't. him. Like, no, don't. it's in
1: the it's in the blood, it's in the DNA. Please. Don't do it. 32 bets betting on an alma mater and the current team. He's not like not good. Not great, Bob. not Um, great. Uh, and we could, we could spend another half an hour going over all the running back issues, the running back zooms underpayment, Jonathan Taylor, and so much more. But our time is up on this particular pod right now. Uh, there's your Pat's pre everybody. The Jonathan Taylor thing real quick. What a mess. What an absolute, like, really take him uh, in a heartbeat. Yo, Jim Mersey, you don't want to pay him. Fine. I'll take him. At least we'd have a little more star power on the team as well. And you could spell Ramondre with Taylor. I don't know which one you pay later on and how much you pay him. Not concerned about that. No Cook yet. No Zeke. Gladly take Taylor if Indianapolis doesn't want to pay him. What a mess that team's going to be. That team may be even messier at this point now than the running back situation and their undervaluation in the NFL. The only person with 100 carries or more on the current Colts roster now that Zach Moss broke his arm is... Quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Ooh. Exactly.
0: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> That was like when Mike Vrabel had the most touchdowns on the <laughs> uh, Tennessee roster before D-Hop signed.
1: <laughs> All right, and there it is. Another studio-based, fantastic edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Thank you guys very much for following along. We hope you enjoy our studio pods, the post-game shows coming up this season. Fresh from Pat's Camp uh, podcast from myself, of course, the great work Andy and Mike Cadlick have been doing. Give Mike a follow at Mike Cadlick. Andy's at Jumbo Heart, and I'm at Fitzy GFY. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. We appreciate you guys jumping in and joining the fastest-growing Pats fan community in New England and beyond. For producer Justin Turpin, and Andy Jumbo Heart, and Nick Fitzy Stevens, this has been Six Rings and Football Things. We'll keep the Pats Camp action rolling. You guys stay tuned. Holler at us anytime. And as always, thank you very much to our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, make every moment more. This has been Six Rings of Football Things. Good day, God bless, and as always, go Pats.